Hey guys, welcome to the very next episode of the Reloading Answers podcast. We're grateful to have you with us tonight. Of course, as always, I've got my awesome co-host, uh, Calvin Leatherwood, aka Practical As Buck. How you doing, Calvin? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me on again. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, just kick you guys off really quickly with our disclaimer, because uh, people... Uh, people like to sue people. Uh, on the Reloading Answers podcast, you'll hear us discuss various load data for various cartridges, powders, bullets, and primers. You will hear us discuss various combinations of those components. We are in no way, shape, or form recommending you try any of those combinations and are not responsible for any damages that may occur to you or your firearms as a result of trying things you hear on this here podcast. Take care and always stick with published loads. So, Calvin, what what are we giving the folks tonight? What are we talking to them about tonight? So tonight we are going to talk about sourcing your brass. So last week we kind of talked about the different ways to store brass and the different steps in cleaning brass and kind of some jargon into vernacular about that. Um, but today we're going to talk about how to get brass. To me, your brass is kind of like your like like, like if you're shooting USPSA or any type of competitive shooting, your brass is kind of like your tires on your car. Um, if your tires aren't very good, then you're not going to go very far. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit today. So that's kind of how I view brass. Yeah, and that's a, and we're going to dispel this myth, uh, with this propaganda. I don't know if you saw Dylan on their Instagram post. They were like, uh, what's your favorite brass? And they made a comment about not about they did. And I can't remember the exact quote, but they disparaged picking up range brass like off the ground. And I was like, Oh, come on guys. You just want us to go online and on, onto Dylan.com Dylanprecision.com and spend 60 bucks on Starline, uh, Starline new brass. Right. Or yeah, they wanted to go on and buy all kinds of new brass, which we, we can kind of talk about that. We'll talk about that in our um, discussion tonight, but totally. really picking up range brass off the ground, being a brass chicken is okay. And I think um, when we talk about that, I'll, I'll talk about the etiquette of that. Cause I think some people don't understand. Like I think some people are freaked out about it. So we'll kind of hit that yeah. a little bit too. Excellent. So for sourcing our brass, we got to get it. We got to get it from somewhere. It's the most expensive part of the cartridge when we're reloading. The number one place, uh, the, the number one or the first thing that uh, source that I wanted to talk about was friends who don't reload. There is something magical that happens when you tell your friends you reload. They magically become your proxy brass chickens they i have friends that will bring me buckets upon buckets of brass and it's great because wow. they don't yeah they don't discriminate they just pick up whatever and then i end up having a good time sorting it out do you have any any brass chicken friends um yeah so i have, I have a few um my one of my neighbors he has a nine millimeter and he'll go out to his little property and he'll shoot and he'll bring me a handful of brass of nine millimeter and i'm happy with that <clears throat> a good friend of mine uh chris Maripodi, who I shoot with, um, he will like help me pick up 40 brass. <laughs> like uh, one match every time after every shooter, he was like 
giving me handful of handfuls of 40 brass. Um, <clears throat> my dad also does a pretty good job of like getting brass. He has a friend that's um, a police officer or armor for police. So he'll get me brass like that too. So oh. <clears throat> I have a few, I have a few sources, nothing where people are bringing me buckets of brass, but um, where I, I'll get it on the low a couple in a few ways. So dude, it only takes, it only takes to have like one or two good sources and you can get really get set. Uh, I, I used to live out in Carlsbad, California, and there's a little gun shop out there. And uh, I was the roommate, actually, the, the manager of the store actually was my roommate for a little bit. And he calls me up one day and says, yo, Joe, come get this brass. Man, I walked in, had to have been 2,000 to 3,000, 223 uh, pieces of brass. NATO, it was Lake Lake City. like, And they were they were from... 1974 was on the head stamp. Insane. Uh, and then a ton of 308 as well, which I don't even reload for 308 yet, but I'm getting That's there. That's good to but have. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Just what, One of my friends used to not – so my buddy Adam, he used to not – he doesn't. He reloads now, but when we first started shooting together, he didn't reload. And we were both shooting 9mm, so it was awesome because every time we would go shoot, I would get to pick up his brass. And I used to joke like, hey, the only reason why I'm friends with you is so that way I can have your brass. But uh, yeah, that's if you can find a friend that doesn't care about, uh, you know, shooting and they just, you know, want to go and have fun and you can ask them, but like, hey, are you going to keep your brass? And I tell you, no, just, just keep it because that's just going to save you a little bit of money down the road. Totally. So next thing may seem pretty, next source I thought of and is seem may seem redundant to some folks but picking up your own brass is super critical there's been plenty of times where i've had i've been invited to go shoot in a pinch or or you know i'll grab i just i don't have any you know there's you go through cycles where you've loaded up a bunch and you don't have any so don't hesitate to get out there and and when you you buy your own brass buy some good stuff you know so you can so when you scrounge that you pick it up you have some good stuff to some great once fired to reload yeah um i think when i first started shooting when i first started shooting out at my in-laws place my you know my my father-in-law he let me shoot but i had to make sure i pick up my brass so we he would he'd help me pick it up and we throw it in this you know big old Folgers coffee can and then when I first started reloading I was very fortunate because I had probably close to a couple thousand pieces of brass that are ready to go now um, the caveat kind of what you said when you when you want to buy the good stuff don't buy like aluminum cased or lacquer coated or steel case I know that stuff is cheap but like if you want to like eventually get into reloading you can't reload that stuff and it's just best not to have it mixed in with your already once fired brass. So um, I know I see on here that if you go to like a, sometimes indoor ranges or outdoor ranges don't have, um, they have like zero brass pickup policies. So whenever I go to those kind of ranges, I'm always very leery about bringing my own brass. Like I might just go to Walmart and pick up a couple boxes of white box um, because I really don't want to go shoot my brass because I want to be able to pick it up and I don't want to make those people mad. Um, so that to me, I don't know how you feel about that, but sometimes like if I shoot my own brass, I want to pick it back up. Yeah, totally. I've, it's, I've seen a, there's a spectrum. I've seen ranges that I've gone to where if you bend over to pick some stuff up, like the guy's like eyeballing you down and 
looks like he's going to punch you in the face for picking up your brass. But then there's actually a, a, a range out here that if you tell the range hands, if you tell the range officers, you're like, hey, I'm picking up my own brass, you know, that they, they're sitting, they're sitting behind me, sweeping it up, pushing it into a pile. And they're always a little generous too. you know, they'll sweep up some stuff that's not mine. So I've seen it all over the board. But that's a great call out for sure to be careful because some some ranges are stingy. Yeah, Which, I, I, yeah, that and like if you are an indoor range that or outdoor range that you know lets you pick up your brass, and there are people that are shooting around you, you know, if you feel comfortable with it, ask them like, hey man, are, you know, are you gonna pick up your brass? Because I would say about most people that are going to indoor ranges that you know then they're just going just to shoot. Most of those people don't reload. Um, you can pretty much tell if they reload because they'll show up with their little boxes of ammo, right? Yep. Um, probably don't ask that person, but you know, if you know the two buddies that are there with their Winchester white box, you know, feel free to ask them because if you can pick it up, you might as well pick it up and save yourself a little bit of time. <laughs> yep. I, and I, and this, it's like right in line with who I am because I was always that kid at the lunch table asking you if you were going to finish those tots. So, you know, <laughs> looking over at my, at my, at uh, my man here in the, the stall to my right, no big deal. Hey dude, are you going to, you going to take that brass home? <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't go. All I can do is tell you no. So yeah, it's the worst that can happen. So you mentioned earlier at the uh, start of this episode, we talked about how Dylan was kind of this Dylan precision, Dylan precision. was kind of uh, uh, disparaging the picking up of, you know, range brass, uh, you know, outside, what are your thoughts on going out? Uh, the, the, my number three bullet point that I have here is going out to popular public shooting lands, places like Utah and Idaho have, uh, have great, uh, public shooting lands. And it's, it's easy to go after a long weekend or a holiday and go rack up. Um, I don't have any experience with that. I would, um, I would kind of treat it like, like brass you'd pick up at the range. Um, just be careful what you pick up. You know, you don't make sure that you're picking up actual brass and you're not picking up uh, any lacquer coated or steel case stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I would also just be careful, you know, going out there because you don't, you know, hopefully that those people, you know, I would hope that those people are going out to public lands and they're shooting brass, they would clean up after themselves. But um <laughs> You know, if that's if that's a gold mine, then and you know someone that has that, I mean, then that that's a great place to source your brass. Yeah, there's a there's a place out in Rexburg. There's this like big horseshoe, Rexburg, Idaho, uh, and there's this big horseshoe where people would you know shoot at. And you would think, to your point, you would think that they would pick up after themselves, but you know, don't worry because here I come, you know, behind them. And and there's always some you know there's always some older guy out there with his roller just making hay. So uh, if you don't pick your brass up, folks, somebody's, you're going to get a brass hawk out there and they're going to pick it up for you. So don't feel too bad, <laughs> but, yeah. but clean up after yourself. Don't be a slob. Um, one thing I wanted to in, uh, just say about picking up brass. And again, I don't know why it was just, it stuck out to me that Dylan Precision was all oh, oh, brass, range brass, but it's, it's, it's not great. Uh, guys, something you should be doing when you're, after you've sourced your brass and after you're sorting it, if you do all kinds of crazy head stamp sorting, if you don't do head stamp sorting at the very least, you're going to, if you're loading nine, you're going to have to sort it because 38 super 40, uh, 40 caliber and nine millimeter and 380 ACP for that, for that uh, matter. 
kind of all look the same from a distance. So you're going to have to just make sure you're getting a good look at that head stamp and always inspect your cases. If it looks suspect, toss it. So, I mean, you can, you can go out and you can be that brass chicken, that brass hawk, as long as you're inspecting your brass and you have very good brass inspection habits. Uh, that's the one caveat and the one little public service announcement I'll throw in there as we talk about sourcing our brass uh, from other people who shot it. I like that. Well, this, this next one, I'm a little sad to share it with everybody. Fuck, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I don't think I can share it. Do you want to share it? Yeah. So basically like if you're shooting competition, that's probably one of the best places for you to pick up brass um, because everyone there for the, I would say about 95% of the people shooting a cup matches are shooting brass cased ammo, especially if they're reloading. Um, you know, you might have some newbies out there um, that might be, shooting, you know, lacquer coated or still case. There's actually a guy here local. He shoots um, alpha mic matches and stuff. He actually just shoots tool ammo, tool ammo because it's cheap. And uh, I think he kind of does it to troll the people because they can't pick up his brass. Um, you can pick up probably, if you wanted to in a match, you could probably pick up a thousand pieces of brass. Easy. Um, easily. Uh, the etiquette part of that would be, first you want to follow like the ranges rule. So locally here, um, I can't, we kind of have two worlds. So like an alpha mic match here in San Antonio, they tell you to only pick up what you shoot. So if the stage is 32 rounds and you thought shot 35, pick up 35 pieces. Um, for most people, it's kind of hard because at that range, they don't really pick up any brass. I'm, I'm not throwing that range under the bus, but every time we go out there, there's always just hundreds and maybe thousands of pieces of brass on the, like on the stages, on the bays. So uh, I think people just pick up what they pick up. Um, there's actually a guy, one of the guys locally that he has one of those rollers and he'll roll them all up. And mm -hmm. then you have River City shooters where they don't tell you anything um, and that you can pick up as much brass as you want. Uh, in the summer months, I tend not to pick up as much brass just because it's so hot and I don't want to wear myself out unnecessarily. You know, like I don't want to oh, yeah. take away from my match because I was I was trying to pick up five thousand pieces of brass. Uh, when it's cooler, I'll, I'll man, I'll sit up. I'll, I'll take my um, little brass bag and I'll hook it on my belt. And you know, when people are shooting, I'm picking up brass. But yeah, for the most part, that's a good place to source it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, totally. It's. It, I mean, if just a few quick numbers here. If you go on right now and you were to. Um, you were to buy well here first let's put it like this you can shoot local matches from anywhere from 20 to 50 bucks and then yeah. if you go out and you can scrounge anywhere between 100 to 500 pieces of brass you've just about covered that uh, mm -hmm. or you have completely covered that and the the just there's a there's one of the websites out there you can get some brass from it's called diamond k brass it it costs you uh 83 bucks plus $15 for hazard and shipping uh, or for shipping fees uh, and hazard if they're already primed, but 83 bucks plus $15 for shipping for 500 pieces uh, of fully prepped once fire mixed hand, uh, mixed head stamp brass. So, I mean, go to and go out and shoot a match. It'll be the most fun you've ever had shooting a pistol uh, or shooting a PCC. If you're into that, we don't condone, we don't condone, we don't condone PCC shooting. <laughs> At least I don't uh, condone PCC shooting. Uh, and so if you're into that kind of thing, uh, definitely 
uh, go you sign up for a match, shoot it and scrounge you some brass. Um, you definitely, oh, and also, also one public, another public service announcement is don't be that guy picking brass up when you're, when everyone's taping. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to kind of talk about with, um, with the etiquette. So some people mark their brass, like they'll, they'll, they'll use Sharpies and they'll mark their brass. So that's brass that I typically stay away from. Like if I see it has a big Sharpie mark on it, either where the head, like the head stamp or on the body of it. I'll, I'll leave that alone because I know usually people will go after the match and go look for their brass, especially the 30, like 38 super guys. Like they will religiously go to each position and look for their brass because it's so dang expensive. Um, also like, you know, if you know, they're, everyone's done taping and there's kind of like that, like that, you know, dull moment before um, the next shooter and the shooter is like walking through, you don't get in the shooter's way picking up brass you'll look like the biggest tool on the range. If you're doing that, just, you know, pick it up, get it out of the way because nobody wants to, you know, like you don't want to impede someone else's match performance because you're just trying to like pick up three pieces of brass. Um, I would think sometimes depending on the range, if you stay after, like after you help clean up, um, I guess that's another thing too, after the stage is over, especially if you're new, make sure you help clean up the stage. And then, and then if you want to pick up some brass, that's cool, but don't be sitting there picking up brass while everybody's moving walls and, um, barrels and target stands and all that kind of stuff. So just kind of be smart. Use your common sense um, when you're picking up brass. Don't, just don't, you know, just be a good person. Don't get in people's way. Totally. Uh, I always wait till the end. I, I throw on a little windbreaker to protect me from the, from the sun and I go to, go to town. Yeah. So just uh, if you, if you can hold off from your, your scrounging, your, uh, from your impulses to scrounge, wait till, wait till after. Okay, so this and next- I know it's a it's kind of like an impulse thing for us too to kind of oh. pick up brass. You're like, oh my god, it's it's like you can see it there, and you're like, like like you need your fix. You got to pick it up. But just you know, be smart about it. <laughs> totally, totally need that fix. So this next one is also not a shocker, but uh, I pick up. I don't discriminate, man. I am an equal opportunity scrounger. I do. I pick up 40 cal, 45, 38. Dude, I love when I see 38 super on the ground, I'm just like, it's just shing. Cause that stuff is <laughs> it. I mean, dude, you could, if you can get a thousand of those over, over the course of time, and then you find somebody that shoots 38 super. Yeah. You could probably make a pretty penny off that Dude, money in the bank. What do you think? Have you no, been I'm able not- to trade? trade with anyone i'm i am the opposite when it comes to picking up brass i'm only going to pick up what i what i can reload mainly because i don't want to have to sit there and sort it all yeah. um like i'll like i only shoot nine and 40 so that's all that's all i'm going to pick up you know occasionally i'll pick up like a 45 on accident or you know like you said a 38 super or 380 um but yeah i i just try to pick up what i shoot um if i know like hey like I was going to start shooting 40. Um, I was like, Hey, I'm going to start picking up 40 at matches instead of nine here because <clears throat> I have plenty of nine millimeter and nine millimeter is pretty easy to get, especially at matches, you know, or just having people give it to you. So um, I'm kind of the opposite in the, when it comes to that. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. I'm already a sorter and dude, it's so easy to throw on some Indiana Jones and just get to get to sorting. Uh, and especially when you got friends that bring it to you and they don't, they don't discriminate. They're just picking everything up. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And I'm not, I am not like saying if you pick up, pick, 
pick me up brass. Like if you bring me a bucket of brass <laughs> and it's like some, like if it's like, uh, like, I don't know, 270 or like six, five Creedmoor, I'll take it. Like, I'm not going to turn it away because you never know. Like I might one day reload that. Um, but when I'm picking it up, I'm just going to pick up what I need. Totally. But hey, if you want to ever pick up brass and bring it to me, let me know. Shoot me a DM on the, on Instagram. You can ship me all the brass that you want. I have yeah. the buckets. I got, I got some 40 cal for you coming your way because thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. So the, this last one that we're going to give you guys again, a lot of these may not seem like, Oh, it may seem like no brainers, but they're just good to talk about. Um, the, the, the last thing that I, and I've never done this Buck, Have you ever bought new or, or like reconditioned rolled any type of rolled brass? Um, not yet. I, I think I'm planning on doing it um eventually because I, I just want to try it and see how well it runs through the machine from what i've heard and learned on from the interwebs is that you know using brand new brass and running it through your machine this is going to make your machine run that much better and your guns is going to run a little bit better uh, i know a lot of people will buy roll size brass which is already once fired brass um but you know they like they resize it it's just a better way of resizing it almost brings it back to like factory spec or the people will buy brand new brass for majors and that's what they'll load all their major match ammo on um, because they know that it's, you know, it's better than range pickup because I have found with range pickup brass, um, you get some brass, like you, like you don't know where that brass, what gun that brass was shot out of unless you know you're shooting with a buddy. Um, I had some brass that was, I guess it was shot out of a nine, like a nine major gun because whenever I would try to case gauge it, it would not case gauge it. And I knew all the brass were came from the same place because on right there where the primer pocket was, I guess the guy had marked it a long time ago. And it was like, it had like a little tinge of red around where the primer pocket was. Mm. And so from my thinking is every one of those, I tried to case gauge never fit. So it could have been a nine, you know, major round that just didn't resize correctly. Um, but that's, that's one thing I want to, I'm going to try. There's lots of companies that you can buy it from. Um, and it kind of works too. If you're in a pinch, like, let's say you're like, Oh crap, I, I have a match tomorrow. I don't have any, any ammo loaded. I don't have any brass clean, but Hey, I got 200 rounds of 200 pieces of clean processed brass. I can just toss that in my, in my machine and I can run it and then I'm good to go. So, Yeah. So yeah, totally. It's, it's so it, to your point, I think the only reason at this, I, I don't shoot well enough to justify going out and buying, uh, you know, like a case of a thousand Starline or, or some other brass. I, I have considered going out to top brass uh, and grabbing a jug of their thousand uh, ready to prime. They're, they're 15 cents a case, which is, uh, which is pretty much the most aggressively priced stuff I've seen in, in top brass makes. And they do great work on their on their brass. I've I've read some reviews and I've done some research, and they're really careful with uh, with uh, they 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 get their scrap they do the scrounging for you, um you know and and so I think to your point I might just buy a jug of a thousand if I ever get in a pinch where I need to load it up really quickly. I, I still don't think I'll be until until I win my for until I have my first divisional win in production i don't think i could really justify going out and buying brand brand new spanking shiny brass yeah i i think the only way i can justify it is if i'm going to a match like a major match like a level two or above and i'm paying you know over a hundred dollars for a match fee and i might be spending the night in a hotel 
that's the only time I'll buy it. Um, some people you can buy some brass from. Uh, if you if you're on Instagram, Downrage Brass, he uh, guy's name's Calvin. He's a great, great name. He's out in uh, South Carolina area. He does all kinds of brass prep. He always has bre- brass. Um, check him out on Instagram. Shoot him a DM. He's really nice. Uh, I pester him about brass prices all the time. Um, and then I actually found a website. It's called ammoseek.com. And it's kind of like the uh, Google, Google friendly, gun friendly Google. And you can basically, you can search any type of uh, ammo, gun related thing, anything reloading. Like, like right now I pull it up. You can pull, you can go to the brass and I can search for 40 brass and it'll bring it up by price and tell me um, like the availability and everything. So check that out if you want to buy some brass, whether it's once fired or processed or brand new. So that's a, that's a great call. I've never heard of that, but it's a website yeah, um, we, all, we all need. Yeah. We'll put, yeah, we, we'll put it in the show notes, especially right now, because with everything going on with COVID and all this other stuff, um, ammo manufacturers are, are really on hard times getting ammo out. And so when they have a hard time getting brass, it's hard for us to get, especially when people are, you know, buying it by boatloads and they're reloading it all. So um, we can put that in the show notes and you know, I can check it out. Yeah. And that's a, that, that's a good call. Uh, there's, there's just, there's been in the past couple of months, there's been less shooting, right? There's been less matches there. The ranges have been shut down. Austin practical shooting club is not shot a single match in several months. And so that's all brass. that's not out there to be scrounged. And so people are buying it up and it's a little, it's a little hard to find that Mode. once fired. Yep. So, yeah, any, any final parting comments or thoughts on sourcing your brass, Buck? I would just say um, whatever, whoever you get your brass from, you know, like you said, just make sure that you check it. And when we talk about the cleaning process, um, that's kind of where I'll check my brass. Um, just make sure that you're checking it because you will get split cases. Um, you'll get cracked cases. You'll get cases where the primer pocket's weird. Um, you'll get cases that when you try to deprime them, that the primer won't come out. So just, you know, double check your brass, especially if you're picking it up, you know, from a match, cause you don't know how people have loaded their ammo. So you don't know what the tolerances of that brass might be. We don't know how many times that could be the 50th time that brass has been loaded and shot. So, um, you know, just kind of be wary of that. Definitely. If, if, if the brass looks good, uh, load it up and send it. And if, uh, the brass has had enough, it'll tell you, they'll, you get a little detonation. You'll get something to happen that brass and, uh, she won't let you reload her again. So yeah, I think that's a great, uh, final parting comment thing that just popped into my mind really quickly. The bulge that you were experiencing, um, was probably Glock bulge. I don't know if you've ever heard of Glock bulge, but they literally make a tool called the bulge buster. And I've never said bulge so many times in my life that they have the bulge. <laughs> I thought this was the, family friendly. It was, it was supposed to be. Now I have to put an explicit rating on the podcast. Um, the, the old like Gen 2 barrels were not specced very great. So Glock perfection. Um, they weren't, they didn't have super tight tolerances. So you, I'll, I'll see them every once and again where, so I would say probably more than likely it wasn't a plus P load. It was probably homeboy shooting a Gen 2 Glock with a sloppy chamber and you get that Glock bulge for sure. 
Um, and I've kind of combated that with my new press. I bought a Lee undersized die and I, I just installed it today. And um, even with all that once fired brass, it, it case gauges much, much better now. Yeah. So, but, that's but yeah, that's it, man. So if you have any questions, you know, reach out to us. You can uh, reach out to me on Instagram at practicals buck and ask me any questions about brass or any, anything reloading. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely give uh, buck a follow, go check us out. Uh, reloading uh, at reloading answers on Instagram. Uh, follow us, uh, share. If you have any peeps out there that you've been trying to convince to get into the reloading game, hand them this podcast. Um, we'd love for them to give it a listen, give us a, a rating five-star review. Anything you could do uh, definitely would help. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.